We're coming to you live from the future. Whoa, we're in the future. But somehow also the past? Uh, who knows? I'm Mackenzie. I'm Liz. And you're about to listen to our podcast. Uh, and we just wanted to tell you a little bit of a little something. Uh, going into season two, we changed our name, as you probably see on your podcast app, <laughs> to Wisteria Gaze. Uh, but we just wanted to let you know, don't be shocked if you hear the old name, because <laughs> we used to have an old name. But now we are Wisteria Gaze. Uh, and you can find us on social media at uh, Twitter at Wisteria Gaze, on Instagram at Wisteria Gaze underscore, <laughs> underscore. Uh, or WisteriaGaze.com. So hit us up. That's Hell our new name. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm, oh my god, I'm, I'm feeling cute. I'm feeling, <gasps> you, you know. Liz, I was just thinking you look so cute because you were smiling so big. It was really cute. Oh, oh I feel cute. And guess what? I'm you, so <laughs> glad you feel cute. You are also very cute right now, Mackenzie. <gasps> Thank you. Uh, Thank you. I'm in my little hat. I'm in my little pink hat. I love it. It goes great with your little haircut. Thank you. <laughs> My uneven haircut that I gave myself in the bathroom. Uh, we don't judge. We don't judge. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Desperate House Dykes. This is a show where we watch and discuss Desperate Housewives. And we're a little gay. Oh my god, just a little bit. Just like just only like bit. if you like put like a little bit of the the mio in your water. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about Mio since I was going through my uh, sassy gay friend phase. Not me being a sassy gay friend, but the video series yes. Sassy Gay Friend. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I feel like it was just a cultural moment. Yeah, it he was. was the moment. It, yes, he was the moment. He got bad when he started doing Mio ads, though. Yes. Liz, you just ripped me back to... 2012? Like, it was, what year was, it was that the even? only thing that was in my brain, and I don't know where I pulled it from, and I'm a little terrified, to be honest. <laughs> the annals of your fucking brainwaves yeah. pulled out Mio. Holy shit. Are you excited and ready? Oh, I'm to talk so about excited and ready. Episode 18. Yes. Are you ready to dive in? Oh, I'm ready to dive in. You know me. You know I'm constantly constantly ready to just pop open that cereal and gulp it all down i'm ready to drink the meal cereal okay oh my gosh (laughs) this episode premiered april 10th 2005 it was written by good old kevin murphy and directed by larry shaw they've done a bunch for the series and hashtag sondheim watch this episode is called children will listen uh which feels apt for the episode yes and it's uh, from the musical Into the Woods, oh. which I I like that song Into the Woods. I think it's a How good does song. It go? I think Into the Woods is great. It's careful the things you say, children will listen. Oh, careful the things you do, children will. What's love. the one where Emily like Blunt the... dies? <laughs> I don't know. I forget which one that's called. Um, that's a that's a later one. Uh, maybe No One Is Alone, which is a great song as well. I don't remember. Children will listen. I um, 
Oh my gosh, see, now you're quizzing me. I know it's, I think it's about, I think the witch sings that song, I believe. And maybe sings it to the baker. Oh. Some Sondheim fan is gonna rip my butt open. No, it's okay. I mean, because, like, at least you'd only have two assholes where Rex has, like, eight. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. What a good callback, Liz. I'm a callback king. Callback king. And so, can I please tell you what my first note is? Of course. We open on Gabby, looking like Bella Goth from The Sims. Oh my god, yes. Doesn't she look like Bella Goth from The yes. Sims? <laughs> like in the red dress, it's like fitted exactly how Bella Goth looks. We love a Sims queen. <laughs> we love a Sims queen. <laughs> Gabby in The, in the Sims. Um, but she's, she's getting her mail, mm-hmm. and a, a dad next door is just checking her out in front yeah. of the sun of god and everyone and like we're getting a little backstory there's like a couple things that gabby knew for certain is that red was her color diamonds went with everything and men uh, are all the same (laughs) why did they cast me as marielle (laughs) that's what i'm asking myself every day you were a perfect that was a great marielle uh, thank you thank you i'll be using it my voice reel um, but also, like, we get that, above all else, Gabby doesn't want children, and that's one thing she knows for certain about herself. Yeah, they brought it up a couple of times this season. Yeah. Like they're, they're ramping it up this episode. Yes. Um, because Carlos comes out and gazes lovingly at his father and son playing, playing ball, mm-hmm. and... I kind of forgot what happened in this episode, so I hate that I wrote, I actually thought this was really sweet. Because <laughs> I forgot that Carlos ends up being like the Carlos. most abusive piece of shit in this yes. episode. So um, Carlos got me for one second, and then he lost oh me very God. quickly. But yeah, Carlos comes out, and I think Gabby sees this, and that night in bed brings up the conversation about kids and yeah. says that she's grateful that he is sacrificing that piece of himself. And I just feel like kids, that feels like a pretty fundamental thing a couple needs to agree on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that there's there's not really a compromise with having children or not. Like You you definitely, like, especially if you're going to marry someone or you're thinking about marrying somebody, I feel like that is a conversation that you should have. Yeah, I feel like... Because there's, like, this weird back and forth where she's like, you know, most men wouldn't want a woman who doesn't want kids, and he's like, well, I'm still gonna try to convince you, you know? Yeah. But it's like, yeah, that's, like, a very serious conversation to have with your partner. Yeah, I just feel like that's, like, a very fundamental thing if you're marrying someone. And I feel like people that don't want kids, they marry each other. People that do want kids, they marry each other. It just feels weird, like, how can a relationship survive if that, like, that's a very core thing to, like, disagree on, I guess? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Can I... (laughs) There's a typo in my note, and it made it kind of funnier to me. I wrote, they start boning, and then the show goes out of its way sort of to remind us that Carlos has been tampering with the birth control for mm-hmm. months now. Yes. And my, my typo in my note says, oh, no, Mary Alice says that in a week, Gabby will be pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be pregnant. Pregnant. Um, and then I wrote, can I ask you a question, Liz? Uh. Of course. Is this a quiz? Just, this is something, well, no, this is just something I'm posing to the world because I never thought about this before. When she said, 
you know, in a week's time, Gabby will be pregnant or whatever she said. I wrote, I guess I always assumed Mary Alice was watching over the action as it happens. But that's like an omniscient thing to know that Gabby will be pregnant in a week. So then I thought, is Mary Alice telling this in past tense? Oh. Like, I never thought about Mary Alice being further away from the action than we yeah. are does that make sense yeah I, it kind of makes sense though also because or she mary alice now. does know a lot about these women's past so she is kind of yeah. omniscient anyway oh my god mary alice is god mary alice is god <laughs> mary alice, alice is, is god, god. <laughs> wow it only took us 18 episodes to get a heather's the musical <laughs> reference in there <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just, I never thought about Mary Alice, maybe. I never had thought about her power, her omniscience. I never thought about it. But now I realize Mary Alice is indeed God. Can I say something What's really up? quick as we transition Please. to the next, like, little series of shots? Oh, oh, we oh. have Saturdays on Wisteria Lang belonged to the children <laughs> riding their bikes. Say. We have Ashley. We have <laughs> Ashley. She's I saw back. her. She Ashley's came back, back and she just made eye contact with Gabby, which doesn't make anything make sense. No. It still is a loose end that they it's didn't tie. And bringing her back for a scene doesn't mean anything. But I'm, why am I like crying? <laughs> You missed her. You missed Ashley. I missed my I baby. I screamed. I wrote in all caps, oh my God, Ashley back. I feel like, and I would love to go back and listen. I think you genuinely were like, we're not going to see Ashley until episode 18. And I don't know if that's what you said, but I know you mentioned Please. Ashley coming back. We have to find out which and episode you, that's you said in. It, if you there's said anybody who's been like binging or anything and wants to like message us, let us know. Because <laughs> know. I know you mentioned as a joke her coming back. And I, Mackenzie, did not think she made another appearance. And yet... Here she is. The actress is credited in everything on IMDb. It's the same girl. I can't wait to do predictions at the end of the season for what I think is going to happen <laughs> in season two. I'm formulating new new predictions about I'm characters. I'm excited to see your predictions as well. Because for the audience, I don't know if we've talked about this, Liz always makes the most accurate predictions no yes. matter what. They don't know. They, they, can, they can know nothing about the media, but they mm-hmm. will make a accurate prediction so i'm very interested to see if you can predict season two without having seen it if anybody wants any context to how far my powers go i watched firefly for the first time this year uh spoilers for firefly and then i i got three minutes into the serenity movie and i went wow i can't wait to find out that reavers were invented by the government and then that happened. And then also, I, if anybody's ever seen Tully, I read the back of the box and I guessed the plot twist in Tully from the back of the box. You're so powerful, Liz. I just so love I'm excited. <laughs> I'm really excited to see if when we do our season one wrap up, you've never seen season two. I'm mm-hmm. excited to see if you accurately predict what will happen in season two. Yes. And then... We get Ashley, and yes, my whole brain melted out of my ears. And then we see little Zach uh, is a child that doesn't get to play on Saturday because he's doing his chores. Mm-hmm. And some detectives are talking to Paul about the toy chest. Yeah. Throwback to fucking, what, 10 episodes ago? Yeah. Probably even more. Probably like probably 15 more, episodes genuinely. ago. Probably I mean, like episode three. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It's been a long fucking time since yeah. we've thought about this toy box. Which would be the same episode we last saw Ashley, I think. I feel like episode three was like an Ashley thing. (laughs) I think you might be right. All we know is that detectives, I guess, finally got to Paul's name on the list of people who bought this thing in like 1992. And Paul's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. 
And Zach makes up a little story to cover yeah. his dad's ass, weirdly enough, and says that uh, they threw it away when he was little because he broke it. And the detectives mm-hmm. are like, all right, well, that guy's telling the truth. I guess we're going to leave now. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to look into that any further. No, we're Surely not. that kid's telling the truth because we're detectives. We're detectives. We know what we know. <laughs> we know what we know. And we're going to tell children that ladies are chopped in the bits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then this is the first time that Zach hears that it was a woman in the chest yes. who was chopped into bits also. Yeah, and, and the detective, like, <clears throat> Zach's like, a woman was in the chest? And the detective almost, it looks like he looks to Paul for, like, permission to say what he's going to say, but then just says it anyway yeah. and tells Zach, yeah, she was chopped into bits. Chopped into like, 80 bits, like a fuck? stew. Like a person's like stew. Like a stew. The person's <laughs> stew. <laughs> And then once the detectives kind of leave, we see that Paul wants to talk to Zach and we see the Tillmeister watching very intently in the background. And Paul is like, um, yeah, there's a person in the chest. Uh, I did what I did to protect you. Someone came and tried to steal you away from us and we made sure that she didn't. Yeah, and he sort of is, like, saying it as if he's reiterating this story. So maybe yeah. this is probably the story that he told Zach after the prom, I guess. But I also, <laughs> I wrote down when he's, when Paul is like, I said a private detective came. I never said it was a man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Paul's like, take that feminism, Zach. You're just assuming that it's a You're man. You're assuming it's a man. Come on, I might have killed a woman, but that doesn't mean I hate them. <laughs> I'm a feminist, Zach. <laughs> I thought that was just a really funny, weird, like, I never said it was a man. Like, I feel like they do that in TV shows where it's like, oh, the the the, the, the doctor's a woman? And it's yeah. like, yeah. Did the you assume? The big bad villain of the season is a girl? Yeah. <laughs> I just said they were a murderer. I never said it was a man. Like, I don't know. It's like <laughs> fucking weird, like, not feminism feminism that tv shows like to yeah do. i think it was funny um yeah yes. i that's so fucking wild <laughs> um and then we cut to brie and rex brex brex i write them as brex in my notes because it's yeah, easier it's just easier there's a parents weekend at the uh discipline camp that andrew is at and brie doesn't want to go she's like listen he doesn't want to see me the minute he sees me, he's going to start attacking me, telling me that I'm the one who put him in there. And, like, you can see that I, – I, I feel like you can see that she does feel guilty about sending him away. I, I feel like that, like, moment – even though he did spit in her face, I feel like the moment after of her being, like, shocked, I, yeah. I, I feel like she does feel some regret and, like, oh, maybe this was the wrong decision. And she doesn't want to deal with that, so she doesn't want to see him. That's what I think. Yeah, I really, really loved Marsha Cross in this episode. I really, like, I thought her performance was really great. And I really, really, like, cared about Brie in this episode. Because I felt like she was very layered and interesting to watch this Mm -hmm. episode. Yeah, I, I think I saw that guilt as well. That, like, did I even make the right decision? Am I a bad mother? What did I do? You know, there's all these things that you can blame yourself with. And Rex tries to connect with her and be like, it's okay if you feel guilty. We can talk about it. And she kind of deflects from that. She's like, I don't feel guilty. Nope, I don't. And it's like, you're not fooling anybody. You clearly feel guilty and it's okay to feel that way. I have some more thoughts about it later, too, in a later scene with with Rex. 
when she, those, the scene where she kind of acknowledges it, I think, yeah. I found really wonderful. So I'm excited to talk about that. I think a really, yeah, I think a really nice point also is that she sneaks in some little sweets into a care package for him, even though she's not supposed to. <laughs> she wants so desperately to be the mother he needs, and I just mm-hmm. don't think she knows how to do that. Yeah. They're so different. There's the, the personalities clash so much, not to mention the, like, turmoil that he's dealing with in his own self, so... It's it's hard. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that Lynette is having trouble finding a babysitter tonight. She's having drinks with people she used to work with. Mm-hmm. And if she doesn't have a babysitter, she can't feel like a real person. <laughs> Apparently. She has to go get drunk. And this pretty sexy dress she was wearing. Yeah. Also, so the kid, she was like... Basically, this babysitter who's 13 is like, I can't do it anymore. And, and Lynette's like, oh, I can't find another sitter this last minute. And she says, like, is this about money? What can I pay you? And then she yells, a hundred? That's awful. And I was like, honestly, that's 25 mm-hmm. per crazy child for the whole night? Yeah. That's not, that's underpaying for those yeah. kids. That's for those children. <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't think a hundred, you have a lot of children. Also, you have a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I didn't think a hundred was that bad, but Lynette knows better than me, I guess. Yeah. Um, we get a little shout that she threatens to spank her kids, but they don't really seem to, like, care no. about it. No. And basically, um, that's that scene for now. Yeah. And then, and then we cut to the Solis house, where the lawyer from the hospital is there, and he's telling Carlos about the settlement, and Carlos is clearly angry that he was not told about it. And the lawyer sees himself out, and then Gabby and Carlos engage in a screaming match over mm-hmm. the money. And I, I loved Gabby this episode a lot too. Gabby's fucking right. Yes, (laughs) she's right. He deserves, he needs, he deserves to spend this jail time because he did an illegal gross thing. And if he spends all of the money on lawyers and getting out of this jail time, they're going to have no money. But also like, they wouldn't be able to spend the money on the lawyers because if they take the money, then the government's going to take it. So he has to be in jail. Yeah. And so it's literally like, He's not, like, I'm surprised he's a businessman with how fucking stupid he's being. She's literally like, serve eight months, and then when you get out, we have, like, $1.6 million when you get out. Like, that's, I just don't understand how that's a hard choice for him. I don't know. I just, I completely agree with Gabby on this. He's a very selfish man, and he doesn't want to admit that he's done anything wrong. Ever. I guess. Ugh, he's so fucking annoying. Like, I, I wrote, I'm standing Gabby right now because yeah. I fully agree. I think she's the only one thinking this through and, like, trying to actually take care of their future together, mm-hmm. even though I don't think they should have one together. But you know what I mean? I, like, I can't see them all eight seasons being yeah. together. <laughs> I, I, a prediction, I'll have a prediction. Liz's prediction corner is they're not going to be together the whole eight seasons. The only people I can imagine being together all eight seasons is maybe Tom and Lynette. Yeah. But that's it. I mean, like, Su- I mean, I've said yeah. this before. Susan and Mike, I think, are end game. But, like, obviously, it's going to ha- be a rocky road. A rocky, <laughs> rocky road to happiness. But I, I, the only people I can see staying together through all eight seasons are Lynette and Tom. Unless Tom dies. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's next episode. Yeah. Or he cheats on her and they get a divorce. You know? He did do something. Capital D, capital S, that we don't know about. But yeah, no, Carlos, I just, I don't understand how he's being so stupid with the money right now. I just, yeah, I agree with Gabby. He just doesn't care. He doesn't give a fuck. 
And then we cut to a Julie shot. Julie. 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 Here she is. <laughs> uh, they overhear a car crash. And yes. Julie says, Grandma's here. Grandma's here. And she crashes into Mike Delfino. Mike Delfino. And we find out that uh, Grandma's name is Sophie Bremer. And she's a gilf. Yes. I'm going to say that. <laughs> um, yes. She's and played by the impeccable Leslie Ann Warren. Do you, you know do you know what she's in? Do you know what you, you absolutely know her from? Um Did from, you recognize her? She looks very different. She's in Clue. She's Miss Scarlet in Clue. Oh fuck. Right? She's like a completely different character. So yes. she, to me she's like almost I haven't seen Clue in uh, years. I love Clue. We should watch Clue. We should. Patreon exclusive. <laughs> we we'll watch, watch Clue. Clue. <laughs> uh, I mean she's so hot in Clue. She's in Victor Victoria. She's great in that movie. Oh. Um, Leslie Ann Warren is iconic and amazing, and she's a gilf for yeah. me. For me, and she runs into Mike, and she's like, "Oh, I heard so much about you." And Susan has to be like, mm, "We broke up. Um, <laughs> Chill out, please." And you know, I missed Mike. I'll just say that he looked like a little hunk leaning yeah, against the he, car. He got rid of the little scruff. He was leaning was against his sexy. own car. Yeah. And Sophie is just a giant mess, and we see that from this scene. And I think it's very funny we see where Susan gets it. Yeah. It runs in the fa- I mean, How did Julie end up being the least messy out of all these women? That's what I'm wondering family? about. And there's, like, a line that Susan says later in the episode where I was like, and that's what Julie does to you, and I'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah. But for now, we have to cut to Brie getting the mail, and Lynette running up with the babies in hands and being like, I need you to watch the kids, please. This is the one night I have. This is the one night. I will never be a person again unless you take my children. Yeah. And Breed makes up a bunch of excuses to try to get out of it. But eventually, Lynette wears her down and she agrees to take care of the babies. Yeah, so Lynette can drink margaritas. <gasps> that's a that's a theme. What could the margaritas mean? What's the what metaphor here? <laughs> They're telling us to drink margaritas Ugh. and watch Desperate Housewives. To have, have a margarita. I will make you a margarita any I'm day. I'm so glad. <laughs> and then we come back to the Meyer house and Susan and her mom are cooking, I think. Yeah. And, they're, and basically Susan's giving Sophie all the tea on Mike and being like, this is what happened. He got arrested. Blah, 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 blah. Like basically all the things yeah. we as the audience already know. And Sophie is like, the right man's going to come around. And Susan mentions Morty, who we find out is Susan's mom's boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And Sophie gets a little weird when Morty's brought up and reveals to Susan that she left Morty because he shoved her and threw a book at her. Mm -hmm. And she's convinced he's cheating. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, because he's spending too much time at work. Yeah. And there was a really funny line in this scene where Susan's mom was like, people think we're sisters. And Susan's like, because you tell people that. <laughs> and then she's like, once, just once, and you'll never let me live it down. <laughs> it was pretty good. I wrote, Sophie is not acting like a mom, and neither does Susan. It's a yeah. family trait, lol. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, what I, that's when I wrote that down. Um, it gets more into it later, but Susan does a lot of not believing her mom's. Like, yeah. And I'm like, like I said, like, I never want to downplay like 
abuse. There's like there's like a theme of spousal abuse in this episode. Yeah. Um, content warning. It gets into it a lot more later. But yeah, like obviously, like they're they're playing it off as like Susan's mom is so silly. She would never be telling the truth about this. But we find out later that it did happen. Yeah. Like just to a different extent. She's only telling one side of the story. They were kicking each other's asses. Yeah. Which is not good. But it just Susan not believing her kind of rubbed me the wrong way this whole episode. Yeah, it, it it almost makes me want more of a backstory on their relationship. Like yeah. I wish we had I don't think we've had a Susan intro for like a Susan's past. Not really, no. Other than like the Carl stuff. Yeah, I think it would be interesting to like open the episode with like Susan Mayer like knew this blah blah blah. I also think it's interesting that she kept Carl's last name. Yeah. I mean, some, yeah, some I don't know. Do I just want to know more about Susan. And I think instead of I, having yeah. a Gabby opener, you could have had a really strong, powerful Susan opener. That's yeah, just me. I do, I'm just I nitpicking. Mean, I'm hoping, I think that, like, I guess this is, this isn't like a spoiler, spoiler alert. Sophie's going to be on for like, I think two more episodes. Yeah. So I think till the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we get maybe a little bit more backstory on her and her mother. Cause I am interested in like how they became this way. And I think that. As Mike says earlier, like, Sophie's just entire everything gives a lot of context to Susan, but I would like more, I guess. Yeah. I agree with that. But yeah, because maybe, yeah, maybe that maybe this is like a cry wolf situation and maybe her mother's done this before and that's why Susan's distrustful on it. But it, it there was no context, so it just rubbed me the wrong way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And then we cut to the babies doing art at uh, Bree's house. They're all being kind of wild. Uh, there's a really funny moment where, like, one of the babies is coloring outside the lines and Brie remarks on it, and he just keeps doing it, and she goes, well, art is subjective. (laughs) (laughs) She has them, like, decently under control. Like, I mean, they're not running around, they're just drawing. I was impressed by Brie, but also, I expected it. Yeah, she sees Porter trying to get a cookie, and she's like, Porter, just leave them alone till they're cool, um blah 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 and basically he's a bad boy he doesn't listen to anybody you can't kill him in a way that matters <laughs> yes and he knocks over all of the cookies basically and she says she's gonna spank him yeah and i also wrote originally when she threatens to spank him the boys are like we never get spanked mom always says she will but she doesn't and she's like i won't hesitate bitch i'm not your mm-hmm. mom and I guess Porter just wants to test that theory. Oh, yeah, I don't know. that's why. That's why he knocks the cookies over. Yeah, because he doesn't believe. He he believes that she's like Lynette and that mm-hmm. they won't actually be spanked. But joke's on him. He gets spanked. <laughs> yeah. And the boys look shocked. The other yeah. boys, I'm assuming what Preston and Parker, they look uh, they look flabbergasted that mm-hmm. there's actually a spanking. And the spanking? She, they showed like a single spank and then they cut away and just have the sound effects. It looked yeah. like a light a light spank but you know just just shocking nonetheless and then we cut to carlos handing gabby a prenup and a postnup oh yeah a postnup sorry no it's um, fine i think they mentioned that they have a prenup as well but the postnup will then override the prenup I'm, I i'm not quite sure how a postnup works but um and because Gabby is waiting for an apology and he's like, I'm only going to forgive you if you sign this post up because I don't trust you. Yeah. And it basically it will basically like legally ensure that if she tries to divorce him while he's in jail, she'll get nothing in the divorce. Yeah. That's basically what he's trying to get. And I'm like, if 
how like your marriage sucks so hard if you don't think your spouse will be around after eight months yeah like if you really don't trust your spouse to stick around for eight months like your marriage fucking sucks like why are you gonna stay in it like why why would you stay with this person you don't trust to even remain with you (laughs) i was in pain when Gabby tried to get out of signing them by being like, remember when you had me look for your papers? Well, I didn't burn them. I read them. Um, so I know about the offshore bank accounts. I wanted to scream. I was in pain. I was scared for her. Yeah, I mean, she was poke, She was poking the bear. I, I, That was like a reveal for the audience, too, yeah, right? Yeah, like, I don't we didn't remember. know that he had a secret account in the Caymans. She was keeping that secret. She kept mm-hmm. that secret from us, the audience. She'd do that. We oh were in God. love. We were in love with her. <laughs> Watching this scene, the reason I was in so much pain is because I'm like, you know that he has those accounts. He can cancel those accounts. He can move them. He can do something. Like, that was your one piece of leverage. And, like, you should have figured out how to use it in a different way. But I think she was she was just too excited and, like... Yeah, she was about trying the upper hand. to do that power play. Yeah, and get the power in the situation, which she did in this scene. Got the she left with the power, but yeah, as as you just mentioned, later we will find out that he he easily is able to move the yeah. money so that she loses that leverage, which sucks. But we'll get into it later. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert! Sorry. Spoiler alert. Woo. Um, and then oh yeah, and the scene ends with like Carlos like throwing a vase at the wall, <laughs> which is a common thing theme between gabby's lovers apparently yeah, i wrote a la john tucker and then it is poker with the girls and sophie is joining them and uh, but and not an edie in sight oh god what edie is never in these episodes no. i'm so sad um and sophie is really excited to talk about the spa day her and susan are gonna have but it gets a little derailed yeah because brie mentions that she had to punish porter in the form of spanking and, oh, there's a heated conversation between Lynette and Brie oh. where they're like, you shouldn't spank other people's kids. We don't believe in hitting our kids. That's what Lynette is saying. But there's a fucking line that Lynette says. It's like, oh, you're Rough. one to talk. All of your kids turned out perfect. Well, if you don't count Andrew. And that, that is mean. such a fucking low blow. It was a low fucking blow. I, like... I just, I felt in this moment, I was like, I thought that was way too much. I, yeah, I was very was. disappointed. I was like, that's that's a low blow. You know, Bree's your friend. And I think you, it's pretty obvious that she's having a really rough time with this. Yeah. And um, that was just a really mean thing to say. And also, Lynette, your kids are fucking crazy. So, like, she's not saying anything that no one else is thinking. But also, I wrote, Felicity Huffman was capital a acting this scene for some reason like was bringing a lot of emotional weight to this interaction which didn't make sense to me until the next until the next scene we cut to the next scene which is Lynette and tom in the kitchen and tom is trying to say like listen threatening them isn't working anymore like maybe there's something here and then lynette says listen my siblings and i used to get the shit kicked out of us by our mom and like i don't want to be that to them i don't want to yeah. beat them you and, know? and i i actually i wrote like her you know sort of revealing that her mom was abusive to her and her sisters when she was younger really made not only made the emotional weight of the last scene make sense yeah um but i thought it was a really beautifully acted moment and then the music went ding, 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 ding. like <laughs> yes. the music was really quirky and i was like that's not the time for this this is the tone um, this yeah is- <laughs> And then Rachel and I have this bit where when an actor is like 
acting a scene and they truly don't have to we're like wow you really you really did this and you yeah. didn't have to do this much that's how i felt about felicity huffman in this scene i was like you are acting your fucking pants off mm-hmm. and you probably don't have to do that but you know you do you babe but yeah he he's just like these threats are empty the yeah. kids outnumber us and they're realizing it which is weird like it's fucking yeah. like lord of the flies i don't they have to fight for territory i don't know and then we cut to Zach sadly playing the guitar. <laughs> I wish just, he was, I thought was playing very a funny. song I could pick out. I wish he was playing like Wonderwall or something. God, Zach playing Wonderwall. Julie, <laughs> you're gonna be the one that saves, saves me. Cause after all, I'm your Wonderwall. Oh. Cause he changes it. Cause he, he thinks he's it. good for her. Is there already um, a song that's called Julie? There's a, just surely there's a Julie song, right? There must be. Oh. Oh, do you think the season will end with Zach serenading Julie in yes, a creepy way? I think that's the ending. Oh, I <laughs> hope so. <laughs> Julie, you're the one for me. Julie, Julie. <laughs> and he just sings that quietly in her ear. That's us as well. We <laughs> she wakes up to it because he's in her room. That's like <laughs> Buffy when Angel like sneaks into Buffy's room and draws pictures of her and then leaves them on the pillow. <laughs> yeah. But then there's the Tillmeister. Yes, the Tillmeister sees him sadly playing Wonderwall, and she's like, do you want to come? Do- you should help me. I'll pay you in uh, banana bread. Help me bring in these groceries. And he does. parallels with the fact that the last time someone was helping someone take groceries in that house, it was Paul helping yeah. the hoobs and he killed her he killed her i don't know i just th- i doubt that was intentional but i was like <laughs> there's a bit of a there's a bit of a parallel there yeah um and basically like tillmeister is like hey is everything at- all right at home you know your mom she loved you and he's like what she goes yeah mm-hmm. i worked with your mother back in utah but you know then again like that was when you were using your original name still. And then he says, Dana? And she, like, nods. Yes. And so, I mean, I knew this, obviously. But it was a really fun reveal. Because yeah. we kind of got the, like, Dana's still alive. And now we know that Dana is Zach. Yeah. Um, also, I wrote that Zach, I don't know the actor. I think the actor maybe is named Cody Cash, maybe. He was acting his ass off yeah. in this scene. Because when she was, like you know your mom was such a warm and loving woman and she loved you so much like i don't know that grief that he fell yeah. into i identified with because i felt that before i just yeah. thought he w- killed it i was shocked at how good of a performance it was he heavy gave. stuff that she was saying she was basically like out of everything that i remember from your mom the one thing i remember the most is how much she loved you and i thought that she actually acted this really well as yeah, well because it felt I think like it's just a fantastic scene it was a great scene i just yeah. think the zack scenes are very well acted even yeah. when he's being a creepy piece of shit even when he's being creepazoid he's he's a great actor i think he killed it i thought that i loved seeing the tillmeister she knew what she was doing, right? She knew she was putting this information into his ear to rile paul to try to uncover this mystery, but i also could see that she felt so much pain for clearly the grief he was experiencing and she wanted to help him. Um, And, and, you know, like he, Zach has said before, like Paul refuses to talk about 
Mary Alice and Co- and I almost said Cody, LOL. And Zach wants to talk about his mom. And so I think it's kind of nice that maybe he has someone that he can now talk about Mary Alice with. I don't yeah. know. It was a beautifully acted scene. I was very impressed by it. Yeah. I literally wrote in my notes, delicious. Delicious. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we get the Dana reveal. Yeah. And then we cut to Susan and Sophie at the spa. Susan wants uh, Sophie to call Morty to try and work things out. And it's so funny because Susan's like, what are your options? Like, if this doesn't, if you don't get back together with him. And Sophie's like, I'm going to live with you. (laughs) That's cool, right? Just a couple of years. (laughs) And Susan freaks out and kicks the shit out of the pedicurist that's working on her toes. Yeah. She fucking broke a lady's nose. Yes. And Susan grabs a towel and tries to vigorously help this woman's nose and is not helping at all. The woman no. is weeping. We just and got a comedy moment. Yeah, God. And and Sophie feels unwanted by Susan, which she is. Yeah. And so she runs off. And then we cut to a very quick weird scene. It was so weird. Where, like, John Tucker and Gabby are both running on His the empty streets of Wisteria oh. Lane. They're both so sweaty. Gabby has her giant ipod um and they just like look longingly at each other and he makes a motion to like come to her across the street and she's like no (laughs) and like that's it yeah it's just it's it's just weird but uh i think they were just setting up the fact that she would see him again at the end of this episode he had his little pectorals and he had that little like that little, uh, what do you call it? The little thing that they strap to their bicep to have their iPod in. Oh, yeah. I used to have one of those. Whoa. You were I a used to. Runner. I used to be an athlete. I used to be an athlete. <laughs> wow, you're a regular John Tucker. I'm a, yes. And I will be again one day. I'm going to start working out after this episode. I'll do an Instagram uh, workout journey. Do an Instagram <laughs> takeover of the Desperate Dykes Instagram and uh, do your workout journey to become yeah. John Tucker. Yeah. Instead of running, I'll just be roller skating. Can we talk about... In the next scene, the weirdest silk pantsuit that Brie is wearing. Yes. Are those her pajamas? I don't know. I think so. That is hilarious to me. Yes. Her outfit is fucking hilarious to me. Yeah, it's it's very wild. She's just dissociating in this silk pantsuit. <laughs> as we've all done. We've all been there. We've right? all been there. I'm doing it right now. I'm, I'm wearing just... a silk pantsuit. You look incredible. Brie I know that's weird, why I feel so incredible. cute today. Oh. <laughs> You're so cute. I actually really liked this. I'm making fun of it, but I actually liked this scene a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice scene because Brie, it starts out with Brie freaking out a little bit because she wants to wear Andrew's favorite color, but she doesn't know what it is. But we get the sense that, like, after that conversation at the house, it, it, like, kicked her in the ass and she's gonna go visit Andrew. Yeah, because she's gonna, yeah, she's trying to get dressed. And it it was very funny because, like, do you ever have this thought as someone who also studied, like, theater and film that when you hear something in film, you're like, that sounds like a something of being a play. Yeah. Like this monologue felt like something you'd find in a play where it was like, yeah. I don't know what my son's favorite color is. Brown. You love blue and our daughter loves pink, but what's my son? Like I just it was just very like dramatic and very like it was in a play. Yeah. But I did think it was lovely and I wrote I'm I kind of like she feels guilty, right? Cuz she doesn't mm-hmm. know Andrew. She's like I don't know my son enough. And I wrote I'm really interested in seeing her examine this guilt yeah. and the fact that she she should know her son better. And I kind of wish that Rex wouldn't comfort her. Yeah. And be like, no, you're fine. Cause 
she's not. And I think no. that it's okay if she wants to be better and figure this out. So I kind of hate that Rex is like, you're okay the way you are. It's like, yeah. no, she's not. That's I wish he would have been like... Let her figure then, it out. Then ask. Ask him yeah. what his favorite color is when you get yes. there. Like, make conversation uh, with your son. Make time for uh, that. See, he that might not want response. to, but if you're making the effort, you know? He'll see it. Maybe one yeah. day he'll see it. Yeah. Yeah. So I really loved Brie in the scene. I, I didn't love Rex's response. I think Rex is, like, becoming a partner, right? It kind yeah. of a little bit feels out of nowhere, but, you know, I'm glad that he's being, like, supportive and cool and nice. But, I, yeah, I would have wished he would have helped her lean into that instead of trying to convince her that nothing's wrong acknowledge that something's wrong and that it can be fixed i don't know that would have been more meaningful to me i think yeah and then we cut to carlos and gabby with the post up again and she's like shoe hang do you see that her shoe was dangling off of her toe i didn't see that liz it was wild it was like it was a strappy heel and the strap was tied around her big toe and she was just like letting her one shoe dangle it was weird and i was hoping you'd seen it (laughs) it's just another it's just another screen cap for wakey feet at this point (laughs) i have all glorious wakey feet um oh and basically she's like i don't have to sign that remember the money and he goes, fun fact is, uh, those accounts don't exist anymore. I moved the fucking money, so sign this. And he's like, Ugh. it's so fucking creepy, because he's it's like, so bad. I couldn't let you make a fool out of me, Gabby. He's, like, inching in on her, and she looks fucking terrified. Every step terrified. she takes backwards, he steps forward, because he's trying yeah. to, like, close in on her. She even she runs terrified. to try to, and she calls for help. And he grabs her oh, and hurts her, and she's and he's screaming at her, and he forces her to sign the post. He's up. holding her by the throat, yeah. which scared me the most. Was him screaming like point blank in her face, holding her by the throat, and holding her wrist and like slamming her wrist on the table. It was like I know we had talked in like the early episodes that he had like abusive vibes, and then they kind of went away for me. You know what I mean? So, like, in terms of, like, they weren't they weren't continuing the, like, sinister music and him saying threatening things for a decent amount of episodes. And so it felt like it went from, like, 20 to 130. Yeah. I literally scary. wrote in my notes, I want him dead. <laughs> yeah, he will meet my blade. I felt so bad for Gabby. She obviously signs it because she has no option. Like, what yeah, can she do? Well, she has and no also, ad- like, he forces her, which you can't <sighs> use that in court. Like, she could still go to she could probably court, him, but yeah. she probably won't because she's, she's terrified scared. of him. It, it, I I mean, I enjoyed Gabby in this episode, and I felt so bad for her. It, like, mm-hmm. broke my heart to see her, like, weeping, and I was so scared for her, and I really fucking hate them as a couple. Like, I really, I really hate this. I don't know. I just, I, I, I really dislike Carlos right now. I know there are some Carlos fans, because I know that, I, I, you know, he has his character development, but, like... Right now, I just really fucking hate Carlos. He's really, 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 really bad man, and I just feel bad for Gabby. I want to save her. I want yeah. to. I want to um, have Carlos meet my blade, and then mm-hmm. I will kiss Gabby. I will take care of her, and I will marry her. Yes. So. And then we cut to visitation day, and um, I have a fun fact about the actor who comes out. Or two oh. actors. There's two actors in this yes. scene that I have fun facts about. Oh, I'm the one with the fun facts. They're probably today. similar to what I was thinking too. If they're um, the same actors, the man who comes out to tell Bree and Rex that like 
Andrew doesn't want to go forward with the session if the mom's involved is Joel McKinnon Miller from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, and Scully's here. Yeah. (laughs) And um, that's my first fun fact. I think I know who the second's going to be, too. Yeah. Because it's probably the same reaction I had. Yeah. Yeah, Brie looks really upset when when Scully (laughs) from Brooklyn Nine-Nine says, like, Andrew doesn't want his mom there. And Rex... Once again, out of nowhere is like, I care about my wife. So he's like, we're not going to do it to hell with him. <laughs> and then Bree is like, no, clearly he needs this. So go yeah. talk to him. So I'm glad that Bree is being a normal person and encourages Rex to go talk to Andrew. Yeah. And when Bree gets a little bit of a glimpse of Andrew, he looks like he's doing well. Yeah. And honestly, it made me feel really sad because she she looked very sad. Like, she wanted to wave at him and he didn't want to wave back and he closes the door. It makes me sad, but it makes me happy that Andrew is looks at peace a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Part of my brain was like, Camp Hennessy t-shirt. And I was like, hmm, that's a weird con- yeah. like, conversion. Like, like, not a conversion. Um, Like a boot camp for juvenile yeah. delinquents. So maybe that's not the best merch. <laughs> Um, but then we cut to a quick scene where the babies are being wild and they're laughing and then it's like, I thought I told you guys to brush your teeth and we find out that one of their toothbrushes is in the toilet mm-hmm. and so she's like, okay, you're off the hook, but the rest of you brush your teeth. And one of the babies is like, <laughs> I don't want to brush my teeth. No. So he threatens to dump his toothbrush in the toilet And Lynette threatens him, sees it's not going to work. So then she thinks and goes, I'm going to take you to Mrs. Vandekamp's house. And you know what happens there. And then he closes that toilet. And they start brushing. The one kid even starts brushing with his his finger. Yeah. I thought that was, I wonder if that was the kid's choice or the director's choice. I hope it was the kid because that was a pretty cute acting choice to do that. Me too. I read, what a great way of twisting an old classic, Lynette. I mean, she still doesn't have to spike her children, but she can still threaten them. Perfect. And then we cut back to Brie outside, and she's listening to the other moms talk. And this is my other fun fun fact, because it's Sandy Martin is one of them, who is the grandma in Napoleon Dynamite, who's also Mac's mom, and is... It's always sunny. Yes, I wrote I wrote Sandy Martin, aka she plays every dyke on every TV show ever. Yes. <laughs> she's great. Is she gay in real she's gotta be gay in real life, right? Is that me making assumptions? I tried to Google and I don't know if it's, it's out in the world, but like she no. has huge dyke energy to me. I'm not saying I'm nominating her because I have a nominee for later, but okay. Um, I think we should chuck her in the bucket. Chuck her just in the because bucket. she's Sandy Martin. But specifically Sandy Martin. Yes. <laughs> not, just Sandy not Martin. The, not, the not the character. Sandy Martin. Sandy Martin is a nominee for uh, Lesbian of the Episode. I, I also wrote, I wasn't too hot on this kind of classist thing they were doing with like these low class moms are poor and drunk and hurt their kids and that's why like and and you know Bree's the the rich mom and I I don't know it it just it it kind of reeked of classism for me a little bit um but also it's like if this place was expensive they probably have money I don't know but like I, I I didn't I didn't love the vibes but I guess it was used to propel 
Brie into realizing she's a good mom. Yeah, I don't. I, don't I also don't love this next choice for when no. she barges in. No, and she she's just like I am a good mother, and then Rex just outs his son because Rex is like uh, Andrew told me he's gay and he thought I would take it better, which you didn't have to say that, Rex. Right? <laughs> like you didn't have no, to out him. Really. Yeah. And then Gabby's like. Oh, well, uh, he was right. Uh, I will leave you to it then. And she just leaves. <laughs> yeah, I wrote, I love my gay son, Andrew. <laughs> I like Andrew. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I just want him to be chill. I, I want, just want I him just, to be... He, I want him I to just cohabitate with his parents and everyone to just be chill. Also, he did hit a woman with a car, so I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, he did do that. I remember that now. I forgot. <laughs> I love my hit-and-run gay son. Hit-and-run gay son. I, I love my hit-and-run gay son shirt. um i love my gay son shirt but the heart has andrew's face in it yes dumbest one of those one of those shirts with the pockets and you open the pocket and andrew's face is in it that would i would wear that yeah and then cut to the boy cave gabby just (laughs) runs that's what i was calling it my notes the boy cave um Gabby enters and starts macking on John Tucker immediately. Yeah. She wants to get dick down right yeah. now. I actually, I don't know. Like I said, I don't super approve of this relationship. I'm better at it now that he's 18. Still is inappropriate and weird. But I do like that he does ask how she's doing and he notices the bruises. Mm-hmm. And John's ready to go kick some fucking ass yeah. to defend her honor. And honestly, I'm down. I Carlos deserves to get his ass kicked for what he did to Gabby. Yeah. But, but they like, fuck. She yeah. does get dicked down. She gets dicked <laughs> um, down. I wrote, she's using sex with John to push all of her emotions down. Oh, mm-hmm. Gabby, sad face. I really felt so bad for her and yeah. cared about her this episode. And then we cut to Susan taking her mom to Robbie? Morty. Morty. <laughs> At um, the pancake shack. Yeah. And she and refuses to go in, so Susan goes in to talk to her, and this is when we find out that it is true, but they were both fighting each other. Yes, it is true. He threw a book at her, and then Sophie punched him in the gut, and yeah. then he shoved her away. But also, this actor is very famous. This is yes. Bob Newhart. He's like, he was in so many like sitcoms in the 70s, and he was an elf. He was yes. legally blonde, Didn't he have too. his own show? I think so. He's a very famous actor. He did have his own show. Hell yeah. <laughs> he's just like a sweet, sweet old man. And he's just uh, very cool. I don't know. I, I, just, I like him. I like a lot of the stuff he's done. So it was fun to see that Bob Newhart was on the show. So they've yeah. got some, honestly, between him and Leslie and Warren, they've got some like deep cut polls of yeah. like really famous actors from like the 70s. Wild. Um, but yeah, basically so he says he doesn't have time for her right now. The shack is starting to take off. He's thinking about opening another one. And sure, the sex was like, wow. But, <laughs> um, Susan was like, please don't. Okay, I'm yeah. good. I'm good. I don't need to know about but the sex. he doesn't want her back. And then Susan goes, listen, if you don't take her back, I am doomed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't live with my mother. Please, 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 please. And she kind of wears him down. To be like, just give her another chance. And he's yeah. like, all right, all right, all right. And he goes out. And we stay with Susan in the in the diner for now. And I well, honestly wasn't paying shots. attention. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. She was giving a monologue about, like, how cruel the world is that kids have to parent their parents. Which, like, <laughs> yeah. bitch, you're doing that now. Yeah. You're making Julie be your parent all the fucking time. <laughs> 
Um, but the comedy, the hashtag comedy that I was paying attention to was Sophie and Morty in the background of the parking yeah. lot are beating the shit out of each other. And it's just kind of funny to me. which Because then it cuts and she's like b- hitting him with her purse and she's biting his arm. Yeah. It was wild. And then we cut to a nominee that I have. This is my nominee. Well. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. The dyke energy was through the fucking. It's just like they're look like Brie and Lynette are looking at each other it from across so the lane. Loaded. And like oh like it's so fucking loaded. It's like the fanfic we read. Well, <laughs> and yeah, I'm and then, sure I watched a brunette fan video, uh, and this scene was like a focal oh, point of yes. it because the loaded romantic eye contact the two of them are making throughout this whole scene. And like Lynette goes over and is like, "Brie, wait, I'm sorry for what hey, I said to you, Lynette. You crossing that road was enough for me." And then they make out. And then they <laughs> fucking make out. And Tom is just like, thumbs up in the, yeah. in the yard. He's holding the babies and he's like, "Go, go for it, ladies." That's it so just fucking was very. Wild. It felt very romantic. Brie especially was giving me like, "I'm in love with you" energy. I don't, yeah. This was my singular nominee for a lesbian yes. of the episode. And I think that's our it's lesbian be the of the winner. episode. Is it, is, it, is it both of them or is it? It's got to be. They yeah. were both. It was just this whole scene. They, they were both so gay for each other. Ugh. It was romantic. I love lesbians of the episode. I love I love, I love this little too. segment that we do. It's my favorite thing. And truly the screen caps out of context. They look yes. so romantic. Ugh. I, I'm so glad we were on the same page about who the lesbian of the episode is. Thank you. And, and then we cut to the last little monologue where... Oh, should we say what actually happens in the scene? Oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Basically, the babies are in the front yard with Lynette. Brie is getting her mail again, maybe trying to reference the scene from earlier. And yes, Lynette comes over and apologizes for how she acted. And Brie is like, the fact that you felt you should apologize isn't that for me i'm sorry and they just share this beautiful eye contact and they agree to go get coffee and just hang out Ugh. and then we get our mary alice ending monologue where it's all about children and yeah. that children come into the world with agendas whether it be to brighten to test patience to give people purpose or to take care of us and like the last shot of being like uh, when they come, children change everything. And it's like Gabby and John fucking. Gabby each and other. John fucking. And, and she's like, especially when they're unexpected. Right? So like, yeah. So fucking wild. What an ending to an episode. What an ending. Though. Yeah, I, I read in my book, it wasn't as interesting, so I didn't pull the whole quote, but like. Yeah. Mark Cherry said that a lot of fans were already predicting there would maybe be a pregnancy snafu with Gabby, um, but that they that they purposefully tried to frame the episode with, in the beginning, Gabby is in bed with Carlos, and at the end, she's in bed with John, so that, um, as we will maybe get into, yeah. how can we know the paternity of this child when the two, the two possible conceptions There's happen two in the same 24 hours, basically? Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the epi. That was a good episode. Yes. I actually really enjoyed that. I mean, yeah. obviously, like, the stuff with Carlos is hard, but it also felt like it unlocked a new layer for me for Eva Longoria's performing. I don't know. I just thought it was, like, really good, really strong performances. 
interesting character development, interesting Mm -hmm. mystery clue development. I thought this was a strong episode. Yeah, me too. It was intense, but it was strong. It was intense, but it was strong, Um, like me. Oh, yes. You're so beefy, Mackenzie. <laughs> I'm a beefy boy. Yeah. I wish I was as beefy as you. <laughs> I love you. You'll do an Instagram takeover one day. <laughs> Show how not beefy I am. Um, and my brain is melting out of my ears. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Desperate Dykes or on our website at DesperateHouseDykes.com. Oh, I love that website. You know what's on that website? What's on that website, uh, Liz? A merch page. Merchandise. Beautiful, delicious merchandise. <laughs> Check it out for yourself. There's some beautiful model pics even there, too. Oh, yes. And if you want to find us individually on social media, you can find me, Liz, on any platform at the Pigeon Wizard. And you can find me, Mackenzie, on Twitter at Mackenzie Wilkes. Oh, and you know what else? You know what else, Mackenzie? What else? I'm vibing. I feel slime Ooh. all throughout my body. Wow, it's just are you okay? My- <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> I'm going to the hospital after this. <laughs> I hear um, the sirens. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to get this out while I can. Yeah, it's hurry. coming out of my eyes. Hurry before the slime takes you over, yeah. <laughs> we love reviews. We, we love, love reviews. We love reading them. It helps people find our podcast, believe it or not. And it makes and our fucking days. It does. That's the most important part. And, you know, at the end of every episode, we ask for a question. Last episode, it was, what would be your falling moment in an episode that, uh, what was his name? Jeff Melman, I think. Jeff Melman directs. It was a weaker prompt, I would say. It was a deep cut. Uh, And this week, I think it should be, who would you want to get spanked by (laughs) on Wisteria Lane? (laughs) There's, see, I feel like there's got to be a limit to how many times I can choose Edie, right? There's yeah. got to be a limit. I like choose I, the, I always choose the deep cuts, so. You do. I, see, like, so I feel like, like we balance each other out. Obviously, obviously I would think Edie, there was that deleted scene where she had a Hermes whip so we could get creative with it, yeah. you know? Um, but if, if, I, if I choose Edie too many times, if, 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 if I need to choose someone else, Honestly, maybe the master, Brie. I was I'll thinking Brie. Brie also. <gasps> yeah, I mean, Brie has shown us she's the master. Also, I guess Maisie Gibbons would also be someone oh, that would be good to be spanked by. Yeah. Yeah, so tell yeah. us in your review who you would be spanked by. I want to choose Brie really bad, but I think Maisie Gibbons would be better Maisie at it. Maisie would be really good. Maisie would be good. Maisie would be better in a, in a sense. Do right? you? Are you choosing Brie? Because if you choose Brie, I'll choose Maisie. But if you choose Maisie, I'll, I'll choose, choose Maisie. Brie. I'll choose Maisie. Okay, so then I'll choose Brie. Okay. What I choose Maisie at, at the same time. <laughs> you and I are just looking at each other, and we're just over the laps of Maisie and Brie, and we're just holding hands while they spank us both. <laughs> and that's the moment we first said I love you. That's my sexual fantasy. <laughs> Um, I'm so Holy sorry shit. for everybody who had to listen to that. Um, but I'm not. So let us know who <laughs> who would spank you in your review. Oh, my God. This is a fully I'm... optional prompt, by the way. Yeah, you never it. have to do the questions. We just like posing them. Funny. We just think it's fun. We just like making up questions and answering them ourselves. That's really Basically. what this is. Hmm, it's vanity. Um, whatever. <laughs> it's um, a podcast. Yeah. Um... 
Yeah, you never have to answer the <laughs> questions. You could just leave us a nice little review. A little reviewy. I think there's only a few things left to say. What are they, Liz? First being, I love you. I love you. And I'm sorry. What, what's wrong, Liz? I need to apologize. Oh, Liz. You staying juicy is all, all I needed. Thank you. That's all I needed to hear. I love you, Mackenzie. I love you, Liz. <laughs> and to everyone else out there. I can't have two episodes in a row where I two cry. Two weeks in a row you I weep can't. on there. Um, I can't have two episodes where I make myself cry. <laughs> everyone else, stay juicy. Stay juicy. Oh. <laughs>